Yeah, so so I think uh, uh, I mean we're all very good at at kind of like uh, uh, overthinking. Uh, I would say you know things, and and we're always you know uh, worried that okay, what if something goes wrong and like all of that. But I think uh, for me, you know, entrepreneurship is all about doing. Entrepreneurs are people who do things, and uh, that's why I always say that you know like uh, don't think, do think. And what I mean by that is is that. Uh, you know, it's it's very important to to actually do. And when you uh, are doing things, you are learning. So I'm a big believer in learning by doing. So uh, it's always uh, uh, the best way to learn. And and uh, this also kind of like approach to kind of like marketing that uh, you know always uh, you know have these discussions. Uh, you know, no matter if it's like working on Angry Birds at Rovio or you know like uh, could be like any company, any project that uh, you know we have a great idea. Should we save it for later? And then I always say that, no, let's not save it. Let's like move, let's get it done. And when we do, we create new opportunities always. So basically what you think is now like a great idea. Yeah, it's a great idea, but maybe we will stumble upon something even greater. And I've seen that happen like all the time. So I really believe that it's very, very important to to do things and not think about it too much. I mean, of course, uh, you know, I'm not uh, advocating that, okay, let's not like think at all and let's just do random things. I mean, the point here is that let's not overthink it. Let's get things done. Let's learn. Let's do more things. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, the classic question that I always get is that, okay, when is a good time to start a company? And I say that, you know, like uh, yesterday would have been, uh, uh, you know, really good, but today is, uh, you know, uh, uh, equally good. So like, just get it done. Don't think about it. Uh, but actually, you know, start your company. If that's what you want to do, you should, you know, just start and not worry that, oh, you know, but what if it uh, fails and like all of that? Most companies actually will fail. That's normal. And then you can like do something else. So, uh, yeah, I, I really, really think that it's important to uh, uh, get things done. And, and that's why I, I, you know, typically say this, you know, like, don't think, do think. So, yeah. You began your career at HB and spent... Yeah more than 10 years 14 years there yeah how did you make the transition from being an employee to mm -hmm. becoming a successful entrepreneur can yeah. you share your story with us i mean what is the yeah. secret of your success because it is very difficult to be a white collar worker and then mm -hmm. being an entrepreneur yeah but i, I think that uh, i mean hp is uh, kind of like a, a very entrepreneurial environment i mean uh, let's say that of course it's a big corporation but i think that in any any company, uh, uh, you can, uh, if you want, you can get things done. And uh, I think that my experience then working at HP, I wouldn't have been there for many, many years unless uh, I would have had the freedom to do, uh, you know, pretty much whatever I like to do. So I always create an environment for myself uh, where I could get stuff done. So you could say that, I, you know, okay, now people talk about uh, like these entrepreneurs and, and like all of that, but I've always been uh, an entrepreneur. So even when I was at HP, I was building stuff and, and doing new things. And we started something called the HP Bazaar, actually all the way back in 1999. And the idea was to make it very easy for startups uh, to work with HP and we built, you know, like a co-working space before co-working. We did hackathons that we call bazaar camps before, you know, hackathons became a thing. So we did a lot of these things very, very early. And uh, and I think that, uh, uh, you know, yes, I worked for a big corporation, but what I was doing was not kind of like your regular, like uh, white collar kind of like uh, uh, job, but I actually... 
uh, was uh, allowed to build kind of like new things. And we ended up working with about 600 startups. I mean, one of the startups that came out of those bazaar activities was uh, Rovio. So Niklas, Kim and Jarno, they took part in one of these game making competitions that I organized in 2003. They won the competition, came to me, what do we do now? I said, okay, you guys, uh, you know, like love making games. Why don't you start a company? Uh, to do what you love to do you know that's the most important thing uh, so they started Rovio in 2003 and then it took you know six years 51 games 52nd game Angry Birds uh, also met Ilkka you know now everybody knows because he started Supercell but he was working at Sumea when I first met him that became Digital Chocolate that they did together with Trip Hawkins uh, actually I just uh, saw on Facebook that Trip turned 70 so congratulations Trip so Trip is like the founder of EA and, and many things uh, but anyway uh uh, so, you know, it's like a very tight, small community, uh, of course, here in Finland, but also globally. So, uh, again, uh, and, you know, I always like to say that, you know, uh, I started my career uh, or my like entrepreneurial journey, I should say, at the original tech startup. So, you know, HP uh, was the first one. Bill and Dave started the company in their garage, 1939, Palo Alto, California. They met at Stanford. You know, uh, and uh, then the professor suggested that why don't you start a company and they did and it became pretty big. And I mean, then fast forward like some tens of years, Sergey and Larry met at Stanford. They went to their uh, garage, I think it was like in Menlo Park. Uh, it was actually uh, uh, the garage of uh, Susan uh, Wojtyki, who uh, later, you know, she was running uh, YouTube for many years, but it was like her garage where then they started Google and, you know, so on and so on. So, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Silicon Valley uh, is full of, uh, you know, what used to be startups, they became like uh, pretty big ones. You know, Apple always prides itself that they are the biggest startup on the planet. So, yes, they are a big corporation and actually one of the most, they are the most valuable one, but they still, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, uh, are true uh, in many ways to their like startup roots. So, so uh, yeah, I think that uh, it's kind of like up to you as a person, what you make the environment to be and and I think that uh, for me, uh, that was very much the case that uh, at the HP, I had the uh, freedom to make stuff happen. And uh, of course, it helped that I became good friends with uh, Carly. Uh, so Carly Fiorina that came in as new CEO. So uh, always helps in these big organizations when you have the support of the CEO. Uh, you know, so uh, uh, I had uh, had a lot of freedom and I was able to uh, make uh, a lot of things happen. So, so it was like a... Uh, also, like very entrepreneurial uh, environment, even though, of course, big corporation. So, so uh, yeah, that's where I started, and then I've uh, been involved with many, many startups, uh, Robio and Angry Birds. But then, uh, currently, uh, you know, angel investor, uh, advisor, board member, co-founder, founder, many companies. So, uh, and a big, big focus on uh, education. So, uh, you know, besides entrepreneurship, uh, love education. So I always say that it's about this kind of triple E approach so education entrepreneurship and then entertainment so we should always try to make what we do uh, a bit fun so uh, entertainment uh, and entertainment industry we can learn a lot uh, from so uh, always look at these like three E's so this kind of like triple E model to transformation if you want to throw another like buzzword into the into the discussion but yeah that's uh, that's me I mean you have already I mean great uh, make summary but mm. you thought everything was very smooth. So, I mean, yeah. can you share this sometimes when no one believed in your vision, especially 50 games, yeah. I mean, 51 games, yeah. and you proved them wrong? Or was it hard when 
you were building these 50 games and still believing in yourself. Yeah, but uh, let's uh, yeah. Uh, uh, one one thing uh, that uh, I think uh, uh, if you look at any um, like entrepreneurial uh, journey or you look at any company, any startup. So so I think that we always hear about okay, you know, like uh, uh, the success and and like what went uh, right. But I think that of course you know like in any of these and and I mean. Uh, I was many years stage B, many things worked, many things didn't. Uh, and uh, same thing, you know, like, uh, okay, the Rovio example, many games, and then 52nd game, Angry Birds, and that became pretty big. Uh, but I think that this is true for uh, pretty much like all uh, activities uh, that, uh, you know, there's always, uh, uh, you know, a lot of uh, challenges. But uh, the, the thing that I, I really always have believed in is that, that, uh, you, you just have to keep at it and you have to kind of like believe that, okay, we know what we're doing. We know where we want to go. And of course, there's like a lot of challenges, a lot of obstacles. And, you know, there are just, uh, you know, uh, things that we need to deal with. And uh, sometimes it takes uh, a bit longer to kind of like get to the success. And uh, I think that uh, it's, it's very difficult then to say that, you know, when should you give up? You know, I think it's a very tough question. And I think that, you know, you could also like if you're a games company, <laughs> you make 10 games and then, you know, like no success that should we like stop what we're doing. But I think that uh, if you love what you're doing, if you believe in what you're doing, uh, then you know that you will be successful like eventually. And I think that this is uh, for me kind of like the most important thing that ke what keeps me going, because I know that, you know, uh, uh, giving given uh, enough time you will be successful and uh, then you just need to uh, basically make sure that you can come like survive long enough i think that is also for a lot of companies i mean there's the uh, golden rule of venture capital you know that you know too early too early too late you know so the timing is is critical it's actually many times uh, even worse to be too early because you know if you look at uh, robio as an example or even you could say sume and angel chocolate and like a lot of these early days uh, mobile games companies, uh, you know, also King, uh, you know, behind Can Candy Crush and now Activision and now Microsoft, uh, they also started in 2003. So a lot of the uh, very successful companies, they started too early because, I mean, two, 2003, not a great market to make mobile games. This was four years before the iPhone, many years before Android, all of that. So uh, uh, you could say that it was too early, but again, uh, you know, my original, like, uh, don't think, do think kind of thing. That's also when you do these things, you learn. I mean, if you make uh, many games, of course, you learn, you make better, better, better games. And no matter what product, whatever service, uh, you always learn. So I think that that's why I'm such a big believer in, in kind of like actually like doing things, learning things. So learning by doing. And then you just have to believe that, uh, that you know what you're doing and, and that you know where you want to go. So I think that that is kind of like what it boils down to. Peter, what mistakes did you make when you started as a, a founder? Uh, looking back, do you think that there is something you should have done differently at that time? Or what yeah. advice should you give yourself, your 25-year-old self, about uh, working, starting a company and life? Uh -huh. Be yeah, I, I think that uh, same advice that I'm kind of like now saying that, you know, like, uh, don't like uh, over analyze, don't over complicate. I mean, just like go out there and do things. 
So uh, I could always say that, you know, like uh, do more uh, faster earlier. I mean, that's probably like one thing. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't think that uh, there's like uh, many things that I would uh, do like differently. I, I think that uh, uh, it's always uh, a learning experience and, and it's very difficult to then say that, okay, uh, uh, you know, if I would have done this thing differently, you know, this might have happened. I think it's impossible to to kind of like uh, say. And I think that uh, I personally uh, take all of these uh, things that I've done, you know, be it, you know, like working at HP or uh, Rovio or, you know, like starting Slush or, uh, you know, any of the startups that I'm involved with. It's, it's always like learning, learning, learning. And then uh, you are in a better place to kind of like do the next thing. And then there are many things that uh, I learned that are, are then like very easy for me to uh, make happen. And uh, if I'm doing the right things, I'm focusing on things that are easy for me and uh, very difficult or even impossible for other people. So then I'm kind of like using what I do and what I know how to do uh, in the right way. So so I think that's something that is always like important to kind of like keep in mind. Yeah. Then you asked the Finnish students whether they would be an entrepreneur 10 years ago at an at yeah. university talk, I mean, speech. You mentioned that three of them only raised their hands. Yeah, out of uh, 600 students yeah. at Aalto, uh, when I was talking about startups and, and entrepreneurship. So this was in, uh, in uh, 2007, so quite a while ago already. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, 600 students, only three raised their hand when I asked that, okay, how many want to start a company? And that's actually the reason we started Slush. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. So the reason we started Slush was not to make a great event. I mean, that was not like the thing, but it was all about changing the mindset, changing the attitude of like the whole nation. So we also wanted to make sure that it's not like uh, just the kind of like startup bubble or like this like startup ecosystem, but we wanted everybody in Finland to get more entrepreneurial. So we worked a lot with media, a lot of this. So now when you ask anybody, you know, any little village, any street in Finland, you stop a random person, they all know about Slush. And and uh, and I think that uh, uh, what we set out to do was really change this mindset. And I, I think five years after starting Slush, uh, went back to Aalto and I asked the same question and then more than half the hands went up. And this is actually now true when I go to high schools. I visited, I think, uh, about 100 high schools in Finland uh, last 12 months uh, and then also many universities. So. In every university, every high school in Finland, when I ask the question, typically nowadays, half the hands go up. So everybody is interested in uh, starting a company and, and actually what they're interested in, like changing the world. And I think that, uh, uh, I mean, Finland is known for having uh, one of the best educational systems on the planet. But I always say that who cares if you have the best education on the planet if you don't do anything with that? And this is, again, the entrepreneurship. So we need fantastic education we need entrepreneurial mindset and then we need to make the whole thing like fun so the entertainment piece there and then i think that we're like onto something and and yeah I, i'm a big believer in in kind of like uh the future of uh you know what i call the finest bay area you know so finland estonia sweden we have highest number of startups per capita highest number of uh, unicorns per capita and also the biggest amount of venture capital being invested into local startups per capita like here in our part of the world. So so I think that uh, now my big focus is making sure that we have the talent uh, to support this growth and this development. So uh, that's why I'm uh, very interested in 
uh, kind of like uh, bringing in more uh, international students to our universities, also bringing more young people to our high schools, vocational schools from all over the planet. So we can offer fantastic education. We can offer a fantastic uh, ecosystem to start a company, to be an entrepreneur, you know, basically to change the world. So uh, uh, I think that, uh, uh, yeah, the future uh, is all about uh, the people. So it's always like that. And I, I think that uh, uh, the ones with the talent will win and you know that would be us so we're working on making sure that we have the highest talent density like anywhere on the planet and i think you know slush is a great example of what can be done i mean we had over three trillion dollars uh, in venture capital gathered at slush so it's by far the biggest gathering of uh, capital anywhere on the planet any given time and it's in helsinki and it's in november so you know uh cold and dark slush on the ground so that's kind of like a a good, uh, good example of uh, the fact that uh, anything is possible if you can like uh, set your mind to it and you know like just start, start making it real. Building an ecosystem is, uh, I mean, challenging, especially the people yeah. changing the mindset uh, of people is very challenging and long term. Yeah. How did yeah. you overcome that? And additionally, uh, we have seen uh, last decade lots of successful Finnish companies and also. Yeah. Nordics and Baltics um, yeah. as well. Um, in um, to Finland's example, what is the secret sauce? Yeah, I mean we put young people in charge. I mean when you come to Slush, the whole event, biggest uh, best startup event on the planet, it's all built by young people, and uh, they are in charge. They they make it happen, and uh, this is something that is quite different from everywhere else. I mean if you go to many of these what I would call like wannabe Silicon Valley events, uh, you know you have. Uh, course there are young people there but typically they're making coffee and handing out the badges they're not like in charge and uh, at slush you know the young people are running the show they are doing everything yes they are also making coffee and handing out badges and like all of that but uh, they are actually also running the show so we have uh, 1600 volunteers like last year at slush and uh, the whole idea uh, with that is that uh, you join slush you know as a volunteer you do that for a year two three years and you learn how to build the biggest and best startup event on the planet. You can like you get the mindset, you get the attitude, the ambition, and and uh, once you do that, then you like uh, you go out there after you know your slush experience and you build the biggest and best startups. And we have many many examples of exactly that happening. So you could say that slush is the biggest uh, like uh, training program for uh, future founders, future entrepreneurs. And uh, it really, uh, I think, boils down to the mindset and, uh, uh, you know, so the attitude and the ambition. I think that is really what it's uh, kind of like all about. And uh, and Slush is great at delivering that at scale. And uh, yeah, we see the results in not only Finland, but I mean, in the whole like finest Bay Area. So uh, fantastic, uh, you know, ecosystem in Estonia, in Sweden. And then when you look at this whole area, uh, I don't think that uh, any anywhere else, uh, you know, comes close. I mean, when I visited these geographies, especially Nordics yeah. and Baltics, I noticed that yeah. there's also a competition competition between these uh, all countries. How does this rivalry contribute to progress? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't see like much of uh, the competition, really. I mean, of course, everybody always wants to do uh, better and better, but uh, I see a lot of collaboration. I mean, it's the same. Uh, if I look at the games industry in Finland, I mean, of course, you could uh, think that uh, we are all like competing and uh, everybody's like... Uh, uh, you know, fierce competitors of everybody else. Uh, of course, I mean, when it comes to talent, I mean, there's, uh, of course, always competition. But in the end, uh, you know, like if you look at the market, 
uh, we're competing for the attention we're competing for uh, you know the time of the people uh, so uh, you know uh, when I was at Rovia and working Angry Birds I was asked that okay who's the competition so I said okay Disney because I mean positioning all areas of entertainment and then all of television uh, and you know the point I wanted to make is that we are competing for the attention of the people, for the time of the people, we all have limited time, limited attention span. So that's the competition. And and if you look at the games companies, uh, you know the game startups uh, here in in uh, Finland and in like the region, we are comparing those, sharing best practices. You know, if I need to know about you know the latest and greatest in I don't know uh, video advertising, I'll go and talk to uh, the people who are best at that, or, uh, you know, like it could be like uh, latest and greatest user acquisition strategy or something. I can talk to the guys who are actually best on the planet and, you know, compare notes with them. So uh, it's very collaborative. And I think this is actually kind of like our mindset. I, I think this is a very, it's a Finnish thing. You could also say that it's a Nordic thing. But it's true, kind of like I would say for the whole like finest Bay Area here that uh, we don't have this thinking that, you know, for us to win, somebody else has to lose. I think that you can have, you know, and OK, uh, you know, win, win. But I, I really think that that uh, that is uh, uh, true. So, uh, you know, uh, it, it doesn't, you know, uh, if one games company is successful, it doesn't mean that. Uh, others couldn't be so so you know it's it's again uh, you know we have both uh, Rovio Supercell okay small giant games there's lots of lots of success stories in games and I think that because we have a fantastic ecosystem it's very supportive and people understand that uh, you know if we work together we can all be like more successful so it's not like a, a win-lose but it's a win-win situation so uh, I don't think that uh, yeah I think that it's like healthy uh competition and it's uh healthy collaboration so it, it's not uh you know um, um yeah it's it's not uh working on this assumption that uh in order for somebody to win somebody else has to lose i i think that most people realize that it's not like zero sum but there's opportunity for everybody to be a winner basically you you have exited drove you up and uh, now yeah. you are doing your investments on investments mm -hmm. And, yeah. Uh, what is your process? How do you select the startups, and what are your red flags that you don't invest? Yeah, I think that the most important thing, people. So you know, the founders. I think that is really like uh, super, super important for me, and uh, the biggest uh, criteria. And then uh, always people who are doing things differently. I, I think that that is also uh, kind of like important. So really looking for uh, not more of the same, but uh, really. Uh, new uh, approaches uh, new uh, things so so uh, <laughs> excuse me so i think that it's always like uh, looking for uh, people who are not afraid of uh, you know trying new things and also when you try new things most of the time you fail and then you know like you need to try again but i think that it's super important that uh, uh, you have first of all strong founders strong founding team so it's always you know the classic thing that it's always about the team but i think that is like very very true and uh yeah that that's you know it's about the people i think that's that's kind of like the the key thing uh and uh then it's always difficult to say that uh you know what exactly i think that it's it's uh uh you know of course basic things people you can trust and then uh, of course if people have a bit of a track record that helps but i think that it's the <coughs> the attitude and ambition so it's like this enthusiasm and, 
and kind of like that you have a team that you can believe that they will go out there and they will like make it happen. And I think that's like super important. I mean, uh, once you invest in the startup, how involved are you generally? Very. An active role or a hands-off? Yeah. Yeah, as much as uh, needed and as much as I can. So, so again, uh, 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 I I think that, that that's something that uh, is uh, very important. And I I like doing things and I like to be involved. So I always uh, tell the founders they can call me like anytime. Uh, you know that's no problem. And and then uh, uh, yeah, tend to be like pretty hands on. So so I yeah like doing things. So what are some common mistakes do you see in the startup founders make now? <laughs> um, I, I think that, uh, uh, I mean, it varies from, from like uh, company to company, obviously, founder to founder. But I, I, I think that, um, uh, I, I think that maybe, maybe one thing that I, I tend to emphasize, and I mean, it's again about uh, where do you want to go? You know, so that's like important that, okay, where do we want to go? And then you need to be able to uh, share that with the rest of the organization. So, I mean, then if you uh, are growing fast and you're adding a lot of people, you have to just like communicate, communicate, communicate. You have to say the same thing hundreds of times and you think that everybody should know, but they don't. So just repeat, repeat, repeat. And, you know, like it might feel like a bit uh, like boring and, and you know, like, uh, hey, I'm just repeating myself but that's what you need to do so i i think communication is like super important <laughs> so yeah over communicate is is like uh always uh my advice that you know like talk to the people and share with them where do you want to go what do you want to get done you started helsinki talent uh, tunnel project with yeah. prior expertise i mean yeah. um, and experience what gave yeah. it the, this confidence to take as such a massive project? And um, yeah, yeah. So, let's say that uh, it's. Uh, I don't think that it's uh, any more difficult to do like uh, huge projects than like smaller projects. So I don't think that, that and that's been pretty much the case. Uh, of course, uh, it has taken a lot longer than uh, we would like. So I've uh, been uh, you know very busy in the background, like uh, working with you know like the various uh, authorities that we need to have uh, get a green light from so we got stuck like for two years in Estonia because of uh, yeah some uh, uh, you know like uh, uh, not so uh, effective uh, ministers in the Estonian government like a couple of governments ago and uh, yeah I mean we, we've been uh, working very hard on moving things uh, forward and I think that uh, uh, always with uh, these kind of projects, there's a lot of stakeholders, uh, a lot of people that you need to get on board. And then same thing there, like communicating, and we should do probably like even more of that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I don't think that uh, kind of like technically and and uh, from like a project perspective, it's not uh, super complicated. But uh, yeah, I think that what adds a lot to the complexity that we're dealing with uh, uh, a lot of uh, let's say, uh, bureaucracy on, on both sides of the bay. So so there's uh, there's a lot uh, of uh, work on, on that side. But <clears throat> but I think that we're making good progress and, and uh, still very confident that uh, we'll get it done uh, like be between before uh, 2030. So originally wanted to have it completed already this year, but uh, obviously we're way behind on, on like the schedule there. But uh, yeah, we're moving forward. And as I said, before that, uh, you know, it's just uh, sometimes these things take a bit longer, but uh, there's no doubt in my mind that, uh, you know, 
uh, will will get it done uh, because it's it's uh, it's a good business case and uh, also now with you know uh, when we saw what we saw with the pandemic and of course now with the, uh, you know the Russian genocide in the Ukraine you know like the whole war uh, that is uh, also waking people up to the fact that Finland is an island and we need more connectivity and the tunnel is part of uh, improving our connectivity to the rest of Europe so uh, people understand now why it's uh, important also not just from business perspective but let's say from uh, kind of like a national security perspective and now it's also uh, you know NATO NATO like tunnel so uh, military mobility and these kind of things are also like very important so so uh, yeah we're 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 moving things forward what is your superpower peter and if you have a new superpower edit to current one what we should should it be mm. yeah i think that uh, uh i like working with people so uh, i think that that is kind of like one of the superpowers that uh, i'm uh, uh pretty good at at uh, uh simplifying things and and uh, explain to people what we want to uh, uh do where we want to go uh so i think that uh, you know communicating uh in uh, in uh, easy to understand like uh um terms and and also then uh, you know like the enthusiasm and all of that is very contagious so so i think that's kind of like one of the uh like superpowers and uh, yeah i don't know um uh i mean languages are like superpowers so uh i think <laughs> being able to speak uh, a few more languages would be like uh, very good so uh, uh probably that's one like superpower or or a few superpowers i would add but uh yeah i i think that uh besides that i'm like uh uh pretty happy with uh, like the current like superpowers current abilities so it's just about then uh doing more and doing uh more faster so so uh yeah that's that's pretty much it do you have also your mentors or any influential figures on on your life who has been uh, mentor yeah. or your entrepreneurship career for, for example Yeah, I don't know if I have like a particular like uh, individual mentors. I I mean I I talk to a lot of people like all the time and I learn like uh, new things from uh, uh people every day and uh and I think that both from like uh older people, younger people. So uh so uh, I think that for me also talking to uh, a lot of young people like uh you know I would say on a daily basis, I think that also keeps me uh, on top of like uh what's happening, you know, and and uh and uh, i think that uh, yeah I, i i don't think i would single out like any individual uh, mentors but uh, i would say that i i learn from uh, a lot of people uh, on a daily basis so uh, every interaction you always learn and i think that uh, for me uh, yeah that's how i understand kind of like what's going on it's, it's about like uh, talking to a lot of people understanding uh, kind of like what's going on so so that that's uh, I don't think that there's any substitute for that, at least for me. Uh, of course, you can, you know, like you can read a lot, or and you can uh, do all of that. But uh, it's a little bit like, uh, uh, you know, like learning how to drive a car. I mean, of course, you can read many, many books, but uh, the best way is to like actually drive the car. And I think for me also to understand then like what's going on, say in China. I mean, then I go there, I talk to the people, and then I understand like what's going on so it's not just 
all the doom and gloom that you see through media and i mean the same you know if you want to understand what's going on in the u.s that it's not just you know like random shootings on a daily basis but you know like people are living their lives and then things are happening so you need to kind of like uh uh talk to the people you need to understand uh create a picture uh you know an understanding uh for yourself so so uh Maybe my answer there is also that it's all about the people. It's all about uh, interacting with the people. It's all about learning from that. So, so that that's uh, important for me. How does I mean, what does a regular day look like now for you? And what is uh, your routine? Yeah, I don't. I don't think that. Uh, I mean, I don't look at it like a regular day. I mean, it's uh, it varies a lot uh so uh you know uh, sometimes i'm here in finland sometimes i'm somewhere else actually uh, more than half the time i'm traveling and i'm like somewhere else so i don't think that there is kind of like a regular uh day i don't think that i have uh kind of like such a thing i'm i'm uh, always on the move and and uh you know the uh, individual days look like very different but i i think what i uh yeah maybe one thing that i i meet with a lot of people i uh have like a lot of interaction uh every day so so uh you know face to face online uh you know uh yeah so there, there's kind of like a lot of that so so uh, and all like channels so uh to me it, it doesn't feel like i'm kind of like doing a lot but then always when i then okay so what did i do yeah I actually talked to a few people today and actually yesterday and uh, and so on so uh uh yeah i i think that uh Every day is is different, and that's also uh, the way I like it. And uh, also, do you believe in the work life balance, or how can entrepreneurs nah. avoid burnout? Yeah, I, I think that uh, I think that it's a little bit like <laughs> when you have uh, big companies talking about innovation. Uh, typically, they talk about that because they don't have it. And I was always, you know, in, uh, when I was at Rovio, and you know, like any company that. We didn't need to talk about innovation because, I mean, why would we do uh, things that are not innovative, that are not, you know, uh, novel and new in some way? I, you know, that's like a complete waste of time if you, if you are doing, you know, like uh, some kind of me too, uh, you know, products and services. So, so I think that um, uh, a little bit with the work-life balance that uh, I always tell people that I stopped working many, many years ago because, I mean, if it feels like work, you're not doing the right thing. So, so I think that. Uh, for me, I, I I'm not like thinking that oh now I'm working and now I'm not. So uh, it's it's all like uh, blended for me that it's like all the same and and uh, I don't uh, I I think that when you start thinking about you know kind of like work life balance uh, then uh, you have a problem and and I think that uh, it's up to all of us. I mean it, it's again of course uh, a very big. Uh, risk always and i mean this is as a startup founder as an entrepreneur uh you also need to uh be able to uh kind of like disconnect and relax and i think that you have to you have to learn to not take things too seriously so i think that the you know like uh, that you have to understand that it's you know like uh not everything goes perfectly and and you know like you can't um you know you can't control the world so let's not even try so i think that it's a little bit like that that uh if you start worrying about things that you can't affect that are not under your like control then i think they, this is uh, a big problem and then you know yes you can uh, 
uh, you know, uh, get, uh, you know, burnt out and, and, and all of that. So I think that um, for me, uh, it's, it's about uh, really, you know, loving what you're doing. So you have to enjoy what you're doing. If it starts to feel like, you know, hey, I don't really want to get up today, you know, because it's going to be like uh, another day of work, then, yeah, that's not healthy. So I think that, uh, yeah, it's it's up to all of us individual to find like our own uh, way of doing things. So uh, I, I think that uh, uh, you can't like generalize and, and I'm not, uh, you know, the best person to give advice to kind of like you or to anybody else. I think that uh, we all have to figure out what works for us. Mm-hmm. And what books or uh, a book or books had uh, in biggest impact on your mm-hmm. life and think, um... think- yeah i don't know i don't know your biggest like uh impact uh uh I, one book that i always mention that i like because it's a little bit like also uh, describing how i uh do things is is uh, malcolm gladwell's blink because that's like uh, how you know many of decisions that you make uh, based on your intuition are actually better than you know like analyzing and then you know like the book is full of examples like that so it's a little bit like this you know the don't yeah, don't think do think kind of like thingy but uh, then uh, also i mean i get this question quite a bit so I, uh, typically you know my standard answer is blink but then i was also thinking i actually when i was uh, uh, maybe it was high school age or something i read alvin toffler's like the third wave like uh, this must have been like in the 80s or something like that and uh and i think that was also like quite impactful like uh book to read because that was like about the future and and uh and i think a lot of those things have played out so that's also like a very impactful uh uh book um yeah maybe those those two i would mention like this time but i i mean yeah i i should read more books actually but uh that's uh but nowadays i more listen to books so yeah so we started with uh do things and also yeah. Uh, let's uh, close with what advice would you uh, give to as, um, aspiring entrepreneurs just starting out? Yeah, I mean, I I, I would uh, give that same advice that, you know, like, uh, don't think, do think. So I think that uh, that uh, that is like one thing that it's really important to uh, go out there and, and actually do things. I think this is something that is very, very important. I mean, always people are uh, or many people are like, oh, can I share, you know, that, you know, somebody will steal my idea and like whatever. And I said that, you know, yeah, that might happen. But, you know, like uh, the thing is that uh, if you have this idea, quite likely a hundred other people have had that same idea. So so it's it's not about the idea. It's about the execution. And you need to get people on board, help you with that. So I think that it's very important that you can like actually share what you are doing with many people. So you should always be pitching. And then uh, the thing there is that uh, you should also uh, then, you know, when you do that, then people will help you. That's kind of like what people want to do. So so I think that uh, uh, my advice would be to kind of like, uh, yeah, always be pitching, always be sharing and, you know, like always be uh, making things happen. So so uh, because that's that's how you kind of like make your product, your service better. So I think that this is something that is uh is uh, super important that uh, you know don't be afraid to talk to people peter thank you very much for the inspiring com- conversation thank you for sharing your story and also lots of wisdom uh, yeah thank you 
Thank you. And hopefully see you in Istanbul soon. So I'm going to be there. Actually, I was supposed to be already this month, but I'm going to be there, I think, first uh, or second of February or something like that. So so uh, uh, I'll let you know. I will be excited to host you. Welcome you in Istanbul. Hey, thank you. Thank you. See you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah,